The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, Bully Ray and I go back to AEW's Double or Nothing live from Las Vegas, and we have a new AEW World Heavyweight Champion. His name is CM Punk. We'll talk about that also. What else is everybody talking about but MJF? And he was at Double or Nothing against Wardlow. And Wardlow may be that next level superstar AEW has been looking for. Also, we get into the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament Finals right now on the Busted Open Podcast. You talk about a crazy 10 months. Uh, the appearance of CM Punk, CM Punk coming back into pro wrestling, uh, seeing him fall back in love, the passion he had. You know, we were there uh, just a couple of months ago when he was in tears after that dog collar match with MJF. A great, a great feud with MJF and now becoming your AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, it's going to be an interesting time because, Bully, you said about CM Punk. He's, he's a name and he has one hell of a fan base. And when you look at faces for this company, I don't know if you have a particular face for this company, but maybe it is CM Punk, you know, especially as your world heavyweight champion. Is he the face of AEW? The fans have been kind of split on him lately. Um, not sure. I think, it, but like I said, I think it was a smart decision to make him world heavyweight champion. I enjoyed the match last night. Punk did a great job. Listen, you know, Punk's been back in the ring now for what? A little under a year? Ten, I just said 10 months. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, he had, you know, good gas in his tank last night against Paige, who's always got gas in his tank. There might have been one or two little things, you know, uh, here, but it didn't matter. I like the fact that Punk kind of messed up the buckshot lariat a little bit. But then he tried to cover, you know, he tried to get the cover. And then he looked at the referee and he's like, man, I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. Like, I, that's real. As if, you know, as if Punk in training was trying to master the buckshot lariat, but just couldn't pull it off. I, I don't find anything wrong with that. Despite people going on social media and going, oh, he botched, he botched. Give me a freaking break. Yeah, I don't you know couldn't, how anybody You couldn't could even get that. in a wrestling ring with, with, your, with, with your own, you know, on your own. And you're talking about this guy botching a flip spot 20 minutes in. Stop it, people. Grow up. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised that people said that because 
the story that they were telling, like you just said, he tried to do that lariat, couldn't do it, couldn't fall on his feet, uh, and then did, only got the two count. And then, you know, Hangman Page tried to do the GTS and couldn't do the GTS because his knee gave way. So that, you know, that was definitely the story that they were telling. And you look at what we saw in this reign, it's six month reign of Hangman Page as champion. You know, he beats Kenny Omega to win the championship. Those two classic matches that he had uh, with Brian Danielson, uh, the match with Adam Cole, uh, the Texas death match with Lance Archer. I mean, you look at that six-month reign, that was a damn good six-month reign for Hangman Page, Bully. Yes, it was a good six-man reign. But when you make somebody a world champion, you're doing it for a reason. Was was Hangman Page's six-month reign a big deal in your eyes? I wish it was a bigger deal in my eyes. Did he have good matches? Yes. Was he the focal point of the company during his reign? I say no. If you're going to be a world heavyweight champion, you need to be the focal point. Dave, what other company or when in history do we see a world heavyweight champion not be the focal point? Uh, probably uh, when CM Punk was world champion for the WWE. Okay, there you go. Yeah, but uh, but 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 for the most part, you want your you want your champion to take center stage, and and this is why I, I think that they had plenty of time to pull the trigger on on uh, on Hangman Page, um, uh, P- Punk as as the face of the company. There there are so many people there that can be looked at as a face of AEW. I don't think there is any one face of AEW. I know a month ago I was talking about Britt Baker because Britt Baker was well on her way to becoming the face of AEW. I think AEW, uh, honestly, I think the fans are the face of AEW, much like the fans were the face of ECW. I think it's the AEW rabid fan base that truly carries that company through. And by the way, as far as work, Last night and um, uh, uh, enthusiasm, piss and vinegar. Congratulations and hats off. Round of applause. That entire locker room, who I believe, went out there and left everything out there last night. Everybody worked very, very hard. Lots of physicality last night, especially in that ten man match. Those those guys were were, yeah. were were throwing it down. I mean, when Kingston came in and poured the gasoline all over. Uh, Jericho and Daniel Bryan, Kingston and Daniel Bryan were throwing some live rounds at one another. So uh, great work across the board from everybody on the show last night. I I agree. It was a very, very physical show. And even the tag match before the main event was very physical. Uh, Serena Deeb and Thunder Rosa was very, very physical. So I think across the board, you're right, Bully. You know, definitely a round of applause to that entire AEW locker room for the show that they put on. Last night, definitely want to get to some phone calls as well because we we talked about CM Punk. So let's go out to Junior in Texas. What's going on, Junior? Good morning. What'd you think of Double or Nothing last night? Oh, I loved the show. It was a great show. And uh, first and foremost, thank you to all our uh, all our military who made the ultimate sacrifice so we can uh, have these days of enjoyment watching pro wrestling and talking amongst ourselves and doing everything that we do in this awesome country of ours. So I just like to say thanks and happy Memorial Day. Um, second of all, I thought the Thunder Rosa match was the match of the night. That that's my my opinion. Um, and third for next for CM Punk, I would like it to be just for my own little uh, 
fanboys, I'd like to see Billy Gunn get a just a shot, not even win it, just get a shot. That's not going to happen. Why? Why? Just okay. You're a fan of Billy Gunn, but how and why would Billy Gunn make sense? Just uh, fanboy wise, you know. Um, I just would. It doesn't even have to be a pay per view. I just like to see him, see what he could do with the good storyline. You know, him and 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 a, and a world heavyweight first. championship match. Guy who's having no matches. You want to put in a feud for the world heavyweight championship against CM Punk? That's what you're saying. Um, just Ford. Okay, Junior. Well, he okay. did. He did say. He did say it was a personal opinion, David. Yeah, he's fine. a fan. He's but, a fan of Billy Gunn. It's, I, a, I it's a world heavyweight championship, and you're gonna. You're not gonna do that. And it's okay, Junior. It's, as long as you stay home, you can drink as much as you want. As huh. long as you don't venture outside the house, Junior. And please be safe to everybody out there that's going through partying this weekend. If you're gonna drink as much as Junior is, you probably want to stay home. Just, just get the honey, fun. Junior. Dear God. Let's get Let's do that. Yep. CM Punk just won the World Heavyweight Championship. Let's put him in a match with Billy Gunn. Okay. Joe and Bayonne, please save us. How are you, my friend? All right, guys. I'm going to save you. First of all, happy Memorial Day to both you guys' family. Let's Thank talk you. About CM Punk. Let's talk about CM Punk here. Do it. I agree with you, boy. I think this was the right decision by AEW to put... The, the, the World Heavyweight title on, on Hangman, on CM Punk, because he's a big name. As for Hangman out of page, I think he had a good title win. I mean, he's been in some wars with Danielson. He had the tested death match again against Lance Archer and two wars with Adam Cole. Uh, now, what's next for CM Punk? Uh, let's do, let's do CM Punk versus Adam Cole at, um, at, uh, AEW Forbidden Door. Uh, in his hometown of Chicago, I think Adam Cole should get should get the first crack at CM Punk. What are your thoughts on Punk with this call? Happy Memorial Day for both you guys. Thank for the All call. Right. You, you got it, Joe. That's 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 more like it, especially now with Adam Cole winning the Owen Hart uh, Foundation tournament. Um, I could see Adam Cole being next, either that or Billy Gunn. Uh, Adam Cole being next for CM Punk. Uh, Cole is a personal favorite of mine. Uh, I did see a lot of people, and I don't know if you saw this, Dave, a lot of people on social media who did not buy into Cole defeating Samoa Joe. Why? Uh, just the size disparity. A lot of people noticing that Cole is an undersized competitor. I think they're, they're noticing it more in AEW than they ever did in NXT. And I don't know why. I mean, Adam Cole has never been like a giant in the ring. I just see more feud with Keith Lee in NXT for God's sake. But I don't think people, I think it's a perception thing. I think in NXT, Adam Cole had this perception that he was, a larger than life personality, not so much in AEW. And I saw, a, I, I saw a, a handful. Let's call a handful of tweets last night. Who like, bully, bully? I don't believe this because there's no way in hell that Cole, who is significantly smaller than Samoa Joe, could actually win this match. And I was like, well, if people are talking about it, you know, it it, it it must be you know coming to the forefront. But I'm a fan of Cole. Uh, him versus Punk, sure, I think they'd have great matches. But is that going? I, I want something. I need somebody real chasing CM Punk. I need some depth. I need some, I need a good story. I need something that's going to make sense. I need somebody to, I need somebody to look at CM Punk and go, oh, did you negotiate that too? 
You negotiated your own dressing room. You negotiated this. You took advantage of the money mark and you pulled them. You pulled the, the wool over his head and you ran him across the coals. I know you're, you're, you're wincing no, when I, I say I, money I, mark. No, I don't, Me I don't Ryan, know what you're saying. Huh? I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm talking about somebody cutting a promo on CM Pump, calling him basically like a paper champion because he took advantage of Tony Khan. And me and Ryan had a conversation about Tony Khan and this whole money mark thing. Everybody think money mark is such a bad word. It's not a bad word. Tony Khan is a is a fan who had money who wanted to get into the wrestling business, much like a Dixie Carter did, much like a Billy Corgan did. But we put this negative word on it, money mark. I would just use the term money mark in, in, in the sense of a promo where somebody says, you know, uh, you know, Look at you, CM Punk. You got everything you wanted. You stepped over everybody. You don't say hello to any in the anybody in the back. You came here, you shook hands for a week, and then you went back to being the same old person. And you probably negotiated that championship in your contract. Like really lay into Punk. I mean, unless they want Punk to be a babyface world champion. Okay, fine. We'll see. But I'd like I I'd really like somebody to go after Punk, like like a like an MJF did. This way we have some de- some depth to our to our championship run. I, you know how I am, Dave. I like stories, and, and CM Punk is a great storyteller who backs it up in the ring really, really well. So that's what I'd like to see, as a, as opposed to just like a, a good match. Or is this an op- and I don't know where he is right now. Is this an opportunity for Omega to come back? I mean, we'll see. I mean, from everything I'm hearing, he's a he's a bit of a time away from coming back. But I don't know. We really don't know. Listen, everybody thought they knew about MJF yesterday. I mean, Twitter and social media was going crazy about MJF yesterday. And speaking of MJF, let's get into MJF and Wardlow, which started Double or Nothing last night. We'll do that when Bully and I are back right here on Busted Open. Hey, everyone. It's Howard Bender from the Annie Up podcast. Every weekday, Adam Ronis and I serve you up the picks, plays, and fantasy information needed to win your bets. You know, this isn't just your average sports betting show, though, for one very good reason. We won't tell you what to do unless we've already done it ourselves. That's right. We put our money where our mouths are, so we're just as invested in each bet as you are. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. I think Double or Nothing is quickly becoming their their biggest show of the year, without a doubt. And what a way to start, and a hot way to start in that Vegas crowd with Wardlow and MJF. And even bigger bully than the match that we saw between those two last night the kickoff double or nothing but the whole story of MJF going in to that pay-per-view last night like man I'm getting text messages and tweets and phone calls of everybody knew what was going on with MJF but Oh, he's, he's gone. He's left AEW. There's all these reports. You know, Dave Meltzer's putting out there as of 3.30. He still wasn't in Vegas. All this stuff. But we saw him, and boy, did we see him against Wardlow last night. Was it a work? Was it a shoot? I mean, who the hell knows? If they're working, great job. Because you heard the reception for MJF last night when he came out. Those people were legitimately pissed off at him. Let's just assume for one second that everything leading up to this was completely legitimate and it was a shoot. 
MJF, for whatever reason, was legitimately pissed off and he decided to take his bat and ball and go home. Mm-hmm. Let's say it was 100% accurate. At least at the 11th hour, cooler heads prevailed. He changed his mind. He came back and he did good business. It's okay to be upset in the wrestling business. It's okay to not be able to see things as clearly as you'd like them to see and see all perspectives. It's okay to get your feathers ruffled. You're going to have a lot of bad days in the wrestling business with creative and thinking that you're worth more, yada, yada, a million and one things. But at the end of the day, it's about the performance. He came back and he performed. He did a great job. Um, Wardlow got his pound of flesh. He got in his 10 power bombs. He defeated MJF. Wardlow has been made. And this is one of the guys that AEW is really getting right. So I commend MJF for showing up and doing his job, despite the fact that he might have been 1000% legitimately pissed off at AEW, Tony Khan, whoever it may have been, at least he did not go home and stay home. He well, did. we don't even know if that was legit that he's upset at Tony Khan or AEW. Well, that's why I said, let's just assume yeah. that this was all true. All these rumors. Now, so now, now let's look at it from the other point of view. It was all the work. Great job, guys. Keep well, it got people to- it got it got people talking. And, you know, MJF is is founded art in getting under fan skins, and he was able to do that. And it was great Wardlow getting that moment last night. And that crowd may have been the hottest they were the entire night for that opening contest. And you got the 10 power bombs on MJF. And I, I agree. What a great job by AEW building up Wardlow. Because who was Wardlow two years ago? But look at Wardlow right now. He may be legit one of the biggest stars in the company. Now, here's the real barometer as to how over Wardlow has gotten. Now that you pull MJF out of the equation and Wardlow is off on his own, will he stay as over as he was last night? He had an incredible heel across from him in MJF. Incredible at such a young age. MJF is very much responsible for making Wardlow. Wardlow did a great job of doing his job, but the guy standing across from him had a world of heat. And when you have that much heat, you're going to, you're going to be forced to make baby faces. So let's see what happens uh, with Wardlow moving forward. Yeah. I'm, I can't wait. I mean, I, you know, Wardlow and just the response that he got last night and you're right, bully. There's definitely the, MJF portion of it where we talk about this all the time. You know, who is the most popular wrestler? Whoever is in the ring with Roddy Piper, who was ever in the ring with the Iron Sheik. MJF is that type of heel. But I do think Wardlow is one of the few like true baby faces in AEW right now. And, and, you know, when I watch him, he obviously got the Goldberg treatment. He actually got a little bit of the Sabu treatment in a, in a different way, like with the handcuffs. You know, Sabu used to be rolled out on the gurney with the Hannibal Lecter mask on, and then they would unleash him. Uh, obviously, the Goldberg treatment also with Wardlow. It, it, it worked and is, is working. Hopefully, it will continue 
to work with him. Um, what's next for MJF? I don't know. I don't know if he got the right amount of oxygen to his brain because the oxygen mask was turned over. Ha, yeah, they were, ha, trying, ha, to, wink, they were wink. trying to kill him. They were trying to kill yeah. him last night. So, um, you know, I wonder if his his parents were there for him last night um, because, they, you know, they don't even like MJF. So, no. Um, there's so many opinions out there about whether this was legitimate or not. The best way to work the world is when only one or two people or the least amount of people are in on the work. So if this was a work, hopefully only MJF and, uh, Tony Khan, or maybe a couple of others knew about it because it got people talking and that was the right match to start off the pay-per-view with, because when you have this many people speculating, when you have people, you know, on the edge of their seat, hating MJF and loving Wardlow so much, you want to give them the best opportunity to bottle that and use it in the match. And they did. Can you remember another time where you're going into a pay-per-view and you're not sure if anyone's going to show up? Like, I can't, I can't remember another show where we're like on pins and needles wondering if, you know, somebody who reportedly was going to be in the opening match is actually going to show up to be a part of that match. I, you know what? I think that's a better question for Tommy on Wednesday because I think similar things happened uh, in ECW where um, we didn't know if a guy was going to show or something like that. But in the recent fans memory, too, or just the fans, yeah. Too? Yeah, Tommy would know better. But in recent, like this doesn't happen in the WWE. I mean, the closest thing that's happened, like this and the WWE obviously with you know the Sasha and Naomi situation and we know that's you know completely legitimate now and but they and they could always bring them back and always say you know with some master plan which I love when they do that too hey everyone it's Brad the Big Noise Evans from the Feed the Noise podcast from Monday through Friday catch me and the good sir Nate Lundy as we take it through each day's best sports betting opportunities whether we're talking spreads totals props or anything else we will do our fade five to give you the knowledge and confidence to place your bets always remember fade or follow that's up to you subscribe today wherever you get your podcast or listen on the SXM app free for both subscribers Coming off the heels of double or nothing last night. And those tournament matches, your finals, both on the men's and women's side. And the couple, Cole and Britt Baker, your winners of the Owen Hart Foundation tournament. I had no problem with that. I liked it. I know, yeah, my mic was off for a second. Re- relax, relax. Um, I, I like the fact that uh, Adam Cole and Britt won. I thought it was a nice moment for the both of them to share. People like, oh, but they're heels. So what? So what? They're heels. They won the tournament. I think they they, they both uh, did great jobs out there. Um, and I, I like them being able to share that moment. I, I, I think we got a, you know, a pullback behind the curtain. It was nice to see Cole and Britt. Share a kiss. I th- I thought the entire moment with with uh, with Martha was very touching and well done. You could tell that she was definitely um, taken back by the by the welcome and all the love and support by the AEW fans. It was it, it was quite it was quite touching. I, I I liked it. Yeah, and 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 listen, it would have been odd if like say Brit won and Samoa Joe won, or you know if Cole won and then. And and it was Ruby Soho. It just wouldn't have the same feeling. I think having that couple, everybody knowing that they're together, Bully, 
Uh, I thought it was a, a pretty special moment. And you know what? Yeah, yeah it would have made the kiss awkward. Uh, <laughs> but I thought, I, I, I thought that it was like a really, really uh, cool moment for both of them. And I hear what you're saying, like Cole's a heel, Dr. Britt Baker is a heel. But you know what? Their characters could change at the drop of a dime. Yeah, Owen I mean, Hart was a heel at times too, so it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, but but Cole, you know Cole. Cole gets a, a a great ovation each and every time he goes out there. Doctor Britt Baker, unless unless she's in the ring, really with Thunder Rosa, she usually gets most of the cheers from the AEW fan base. So I thought it was a really cool moment, and I got to be honest, like, and I think everybody that was watching last night got a little teary eyed. Uh, when you see Martha Hart up there talking and just being at a pro wrestling show and talking about pro wrestling. And I thought that Vegas crowd was completely into it. Thank goodness. And I just thought it was, I, I and seeing her come out there with Tony Khan, cause you know, Tony Khan, I mean, Martha had want, wanted nothing to do with pro wrestling. We saw it last season on dark side of the ring. Like the last thing she wanted anything to do with was pro wrestling, not just her, but, you know, her her family as well. And I love the fact, Bully, that she's back. They had this tournament. Successful tournament. I thought it gave us some really good matches. And I thought the matches we saw last night were very good as well. And how about the championships being modeled after the old Stampede Wrestling Championships? Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. The, 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 whole, the whole thing I thought was great. And I thought Cole and Britt Baker were very, very respectful as well. Extremely respectful. You could tell Martha Hart was uh, v- very happy to be there. She had a smile on her face. And I think that fans thoroughly appreciated what uh, AEW and Tony Khan and Martha Hart were able to do. You know, Owen's memory and legacy should be celebrated in some way, shape or form. Um, obviously, with the WWE, that was, you know, not going to happen. And I'm glad it did in AEW. Yeah, I, I agree too, and I and also I like the matches. I mean, Samoa Joe, Bully is on another level. Like you know, every single time he's in that ring, it's a physical matchup. Like, I, I and I really like the match between him and Cole. I don't want it to be forgotten because, as you said, Bully, we got four and a half hours of wrestling last night. A lot was thrown at us in those matches, because like you said, there was, I don't know, 12, at least a dozen matches that we watched last night. So I don't want it to be forgotten. Samoa Joe's on another level. I don't think he's hurt by the loss at all. I actually think Cole needed that win because especially in that feud with Hangman Page and the loss that he suffered from Hangman Page when he was going after that title, uh, I think Cole needed it. I, I actually think Ruby Soho needed the victory more than Dr. Britt Baker. Dr. Britt Baker's Teflon at this point. Dr. Britt Baker could go out there and lose a dozen matches in the in a row, and it doesn't affect her at all. I actually think Ruby Soho needed the match. But now I'm interested to see what Ruby Soho's all about after that. She was on our show on Friday, and she said she needed the victory on Friday, and she needed the victory if she got it that far, and you know what? She did it, and I'm very interested to see what's next for Ruby Soho. I would have also have liked to have seen Ruby Soho get the victory last night. 
Um, I understand why they went with Britt and Adam Cole. Maybe that moment moment was really important to them. Yeah. Maybe Martha Hart actually had some say in who she thought was the most deserving of uh, of these championships. Also, we really don't know what went on behind the scenes, but the way Ruby was being built up for this match, I thought that they were going in that direction, which made for an excellent swerve. Once uh, Dr. Britt Baker won hats off to rancid on Ruby Soho's entrance, which I thought they did a, 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 a phenomenal job with. Yeah. Congratulations Britt- to triple H, the new singer. For New Rancid. singer of Ranted, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. Triple H, Hunter Harold Hemsley, uh, Paul Levesque. Um, <laughs> great to see our good, close, personal friend, Lars Frodrick, playing yep. uh, um, uh, Ruby Soho out there on uh, at Double or Nothing. Also, big shout out to the Duke of Metal. The Duke, Rich Ward. Rich Ward uh, and his pink sneakers doing a great job playing Ruby, uh, playing Dr. Britt Baker out to the ring. Loved it. Loved that stuff last night. Loved the entrances. Loved the pop and circumstance. Thought the ladies did a good job with the match. Uh, t- thumbs up across the board. Yeah, I, I love those live musical intros. Uh, go ahead. And, and, and to the people who tweeted me last night about Oh, Ruby Soho botched the sharpshooter. Let me see you go wrestle a match and do the sharpshooter too perfectly and not make a mistake sometimes. I Enough with the that. stupid botch shit. I, I, I don't understand it because... There's some things, it- Dave, Dave, some things are so blatant, so blatant that I get it. It's like, oh my God, come on. You know, improve on your craft. Don't do this shit that you shouldn't be doing. But there's stuff that just happens out there that, listen, that's why they're called errors in baseball. That's why they're called fumbles in football. That's why you get a mulligan in golf. That's why there's a there's a brick in basketball. But I, I will say this. Like you're in a competition, you're in a fight. It's the it's it's the fighting spirit, right? We saw it a little bit with Punk and Hangman Page when they went up on the rope and Punk slipped because you know you're sweating. You're in freaking Vegas in an arena in a main event match. You're gonna be drenched in sweat, and you're probably at some point gonna slip on a slick turnbuckle. It's the same thing you're putting. It's the competition of the fight where sometimes I think being a little rough. Edge having a little rough edges from time to time, I think, I think brings it out. It's like what you said with the lariat that Punk tried to hit and the, and his knee gave out because you know what? If somebody's going after your knee and then you try to do something off the top rope, you know what? Probably your knee is going to give out in that circumstance. I think that brings a little bit more realism to the match. People got to stop watching certain things a certain way. That's not a botch by any stretch of the imagination, at least in my eyes. And people actually started to boo Punk when he missed the hitting the bolt, the buckshot lariat full on. It's like, what are you booing? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if, but Bully, I, I, maybe you're right. I'm not saying you're wrong. I kind of took it that he did hit the lariat because at that point it seemed like the fans were behind Hangman Page. So very, it, I, again, this, I'm glad we were able to do the show this morning because that's I even told Paul that you're the perfect person to talk about this with because it doesn't really happen in pro wrestling that much. And the fact that you see like what we saw with Ruby Soho and Chris Statlander on Friday and what we saw with Hangman Page and CM Punk last night. I loved it that you have Ruby Soho, who I, get, I think you would agree, Bully, is definitely over with the AEW fan base. But 
You listen to her promo. You know, Mark Henry's interviewing both Chris Statlander and Ruby Soho before the match on Friday. Um, And it almost felt like Ruby Soho was overlooking the match on Friday and looking at the finals on Sunday in a lot of ways. Like just the way she was talking about how she needed this victory. And I love Chris Statlander's promo where she was kind of like, no, you're, you're not overlooking me. I think the fans bought in to that promo. And I really felt like Chris Statlander got the edge from the crowd in that match with Ruby Soho. Because even when Ruby came out, I would say at least 60% of that crowd was behind Ruby Soho. By the end of that match on Friday night, the entire Vegas crowd was behind Chris Statlander. I thought they told a beautiful story in the ring. And fast forward to what we saw on Sunday night with Hangman Page and CM Punk. Hangman Page is being introduced and they're chanting CM Punk's name. And by the end of that match, I think most of that crowd was behind CM Punk. It's I love when fans buy in and buy into the story that's being told in the ring. And I think that Vegas crowd did a tremendous job this whole weekend for AEW. Brian Danielson was right. Wrestling fans are fickle. I mean, but no, but I, but see, this is an example. No, this is I, I understand. It's about winning this, them over. And I yeah, about winning agree them over. about Chris Statlander winning them over. And you saw her, the, the response she got last night when she slid into the ring. Yeah. So if you can win them over and you can have them, that's what's the most important. Winning them over. And you win them over with your heart and your passion. That's how you get them. So I agree with your assessments on how the people were, were, were flip-flopping. You know, Channing Punk's name during Paige's entrance. Statlander winning them over last week. I think these are good observations. Yeah, and I, I listen, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of Ruby Soho. We had her on the show on Friday. She's somebody that wears her emotions on the sleeve. She loves talking about some of her battles with, with anxiety. And we had, you know, we talked a lot about, especially the month of May, being Mental Health Awareness Month. Uh, she won me over. I'm a fan of Ruby Soho. But it's just great to see the storytelling. You know, a lot of times in pro wrestling, we fall in love with the wrestlers based on what they do outside the ring which is fine that's why you have shows like busted open but i love it when fans fall in love with the competitors inside the ring busted open is part of the sirius xm sports podcast network the executive producer is paul early the digital producer is gabby laspisa andre viola is the associate producer marissa Rivas is the director of fight nation and sports podcast special thanks to senior vice president of sports and podcast the legendary steve cohen the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal it probably won't go well 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.